The system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is such that everything that leads to ibadah, everything that leads to ibadah taking place also becomes a means of earning reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It gains virtue and gains reward from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the ahadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will come across many many examples of this nature. So again, everything that leads to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also becomes a means of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, the establishment and the construction of a masjid. The masjid is not the object. The masjid is not the object. The object is the ibadat and the worship of Allah that takes place in the masjid. Yet we find the promise of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, مَنْ بَنَا لِلَّهِ مَسْجِدًا بَنَا اللَّهُ لَهُ بَيْتًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ That person who builds a masjid for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he will, the reward from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will construct, will establish for him a house in Jannah. So again, every action, all of those actions that lead to the ibadah and the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also becomes a means of virtue and reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person who is performing wudu, the wudu itself is not the object. Making wudu is not the maqsad, that is not the purpose. Yet we find, مَنْ تَوَضَّعَ فَأَحْسَنَ الْوُدُوعَ خَرَجَتْ خَطَاهُ that person who performs wudu and he does it well, he does a good wudu, his sins begin to fall off his body to the extent that even from beneath the nails, those guna and the sins of this person, they shed, they fall away from this person. The wudu is not the object. After the wudu, that salah that will be performed, that Quran Sharif that will be recited, that is the object. But all those actions that lead to the establishment of amal, to the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they also become a means of acquiring reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person, he is now going to the masjid. He is going to the masjid for a normal salah, on a normal day. And this should be part of the norm of a person, is that all our salah, Every day we go to the masjid, we go to the place of the jamaat, salah taking place in congregation. It should never be that we become uh, comfortable with performing our salah at home. 
But that person who's going to the masjid, for every step, walking is not the object of going, that moving, that action of going towards the masjid, that's not the object. The object is that salah that is going to take place. But every step that now he is taking towards the masjid, for every step, hadith mentioned 10 rewards are recorded for him. 10 sins of his are forgiven. And his status in the akhirah is elevated 10 times. So again, these are just amongst those examples of those actions that lead to ibadah. Those actions that lead to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also become a means of acquiring reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, also become a means of great virtue in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, one important aspect, one such uh, action that leads to the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the knowledge of deen, acquiring the knowledge of Allah's deen. We find that this aspect with regards to acquiring the knowledge of deen, it holds such great status in Allah's deen that the very first wahi, the very first revelation to come, and that incident in the cave of Hira, when Jibreel alayhi salam for the first time appears in front of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi sallam, the very first words that were revealed, Iqra, those five ayat emphasizing the importance of literacy in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and specifically, when we say literacy, it doesn't mean that he knows his ABCs and XYZ, but specifically, a person has to be literate when it comes to the Quran and Kareem and the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Such is the importance and the status of the knowledge of Allah's deen. We find the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, Talabul ilmi, the riwayat of Anas radiallahu anhu, Talabul ilmi faridatul ala kulli muslimin. Acquiring the knowledge of deen, it is faraz, it is compulsory upon every Muslim, each and every one of us, everyone. So what is meant by this? What is the Nabi of Allah saying? That every one of us has to become an alim, everyone has to become a maulana, has to become a mufti? No. But what is the maqsad, what is the object of this aspect of ilm? Is that 24 hours of our day, at every moment we know what is the requirement of sharia. We know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is expecting from us. And we know how to fulfill those obligations that apply to us in the way shown to us by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A person, he is now a father. That baby has come into the world. What are the injunctions of Sharia that apply to him at that time? A person is making nikah. He has found a suitable spouse. What is the requirements of Sharia? Can he now, you know, find a place of accommodation and stay with this woman? Are there certain rules of Sharia? How to fulfill the laws of Sharia that apply to him at every moment in time? It doesn't mean that this person he is going to acquire all the knowledge of Allah's being. But a person now becomes a businessman. He goes into trade, he goes into entrepreneurship. He needs to know the Messiah that apply to him with regards to this aspect. A person is a traveler, he's a musafir, he's going out on a journey. What are the laws of Sharia that apply to him? So this talabul ilm. Faridatun ala kulli muslimin that is acquiring the knowledge of deen is a compulsion, it is compulsory, it is obligatory upon every Muslim. Is that at every moment in time, what laws of Sharia apply to him, what laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he needs to know how to fulfill, 
those laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way shown to us by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we see that just like how that building the masjid, performing wudu, walking to the masjid, all of those actions earn a person's reward. Likewise, acquiring the knowledge of deen earns great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned so many ahadith that speak about the virtues of acquiring the knowledge of Allah's deen. We find that that person who goes out to acquire the knowledge of Allah's deen, the malaika, they, play, they spread out their wings beneath the feet of this person to honor this person. The person who is out acquiring the knowledge of Allah's deen. Then Nabi Alaihi mentioned that those creatures, the, all the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the extent of those little creatures that are there beneath the earth, all begin to make dua in maghfirat, seeking forgiveness for that person who is acquiring the knowledge of Allah's deen. The result of his acquiring the knowledge of deen is rahmat, descends onto this earth. That person who is acquiring the knowledge of deen, his du'as are readily accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We understand that that person who is going for hajj, we ask him to make du'a for us. That person who is going for umrah, we ask him to make du'a for us. We make du'a Allah ta'ala include us in the du'as of the hujjaj and the ummah. Those who are standing at this moment, those who are staring at the Kaaba Sharif, whatever du'as they are making, Allah ta'ala include us in their du'as. With that person who is going out in the part of Allah, we ask him to make du'a for us. That person who is going out acquiring the knowledge of Allah's deen, his du'as also are readily accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the great, the great Shabi'i, Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah, mentioned an important statement. Al-ilmu fi-sigari. Al-ilmu fi-sigari. Kan-nakshi fi-l-hajari. That knowledge which is acquired during one's childhood. That knowledge which is acquired during one's childhood. It is like an engraving or a carving in stone. It remains with a person. Ask ourselves. Majority of those who had gone to that apa when we were young or to that madrasa and that maktab, the way we perform salah is the way that we were taught when we were young. The way we recite Quran and Kareem is how we were taught when we were young. All of our amal, we attach it to that madrasa and that knowledge that we acquired when we were young children. Hassan Basri rahimahullah. Hassan Basri rahimahullah saying that al-ilmu fi sigar kan naqshi fi al-hajar that knowledge that is acquired during childhood is like an engraving or carving in a stone. Umar radiallahu an, such a great sahabi, such a great sahabi, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed him that if there were to be a Nabi after me, it would be you, O Umar. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells him that when you walk on one side of the road, Shaitan Iblis himself is afraid to walk on that side of the road. During his khilafat, he is now the Amirul Mu'mineen. A man comes to Umar radiallahu A man comes to Umar radiallahu and says to him that my son does not fulfill my rights. He is disrespectful. My son, he is disrespectful to me. He does not fulfill my rights. So Umar radiallahu he is such a Jalal, in our terms, to understand today's terms, he was trigger happy. His sword was very quick to come out of its sheath. 
However, he understood the importance of justice. Never make a decision after listening to one side of the story. He calls the son also into the court. And this is the claim that your father has made. You are not fulfilling his rights. This youngster, he is standing in front of that being that Shaitan himself was afraid of walking on the same side of the road. The youngster says to Umar, what are the rights that the child has? We will hear very often that the child must fulfill the rights of the parent. Fulfilling the rights of the parent is emphasized and is of utmost importance. But this youngster addresses Umir al-Mu'mini Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu wa arda and asks him that what is the right of the child? So Umar radiallahu explains that Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned the rights of the child are three. The first right of the child is that a man marries a pious, cultured woman. The child never even came into existence. He perhaps was not even thought of. Yet it is the right of the child that the father, this man marries a woman who has culture, who is, has other and is pious. The second right of the child is that you give the child a good name, a good name. Good name means what? The most beloved name to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Abdullah, Abdurrahman, good name, the names of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, good name, the names of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, good name, the names of the Ahlullah, the awliya'i kamilin. Today, because a person can score a goal, or he can, you know, first, somebody in such a way that he is knocked out and we decide that that is a good name. Understand the name that we choose for the child has an effect on the tabiat and the nature and the temperament of this child. So the second right, Umar Adilam says, of this child is that he is given a good name. And the third right, the haq of that child is that you teach him Quranic Kareem. Teach him the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This child says to Umar My father married a slave whose adab and culture was like that of a slave. She was uncultured. He chose the name for me Ju'al, a derogatory term, a mockery term. And my father has not taught me anything of Quran Umar addresses the father that you are making a claim against your son. You have not fulfilled any of the rights of this child. You have married a woman who does not have that culture. So that doesn't mean that you do not marry this type, that mu'mina, woman, that in the time when there was slavery taking place, to marry her is one, but then to teach her becomes the responsibility, to teach her the adab and the akhlaq of being. To give that good name on one occasion, Hazrat Mawlunus Patiya Sahib Rahmatullah mentioned, that at 2 o'clock in the morning a person phones me and says, my wife has just given birth, I want such a name nobody else has. I want, give me such a name for this child nobody else has. As the Mahinus Patel Sahib, who says, give that child the name Alu Piyaj. Nobody else has that name. Keep your child's name, potato and onions. Nobody else has that name. And the right of the child is that we teach this child the knowledge of being. We teach the child the knowledge of being. Nabi Rehistrat mentions that when a person passes away, when he leaves this world in qata'a min amalihi, his good, his actions come to an end. A person 
passes away, then his actions have come to an end. إِلَّا مِنْ ثَلَاثِ Except with regards to three aspects. Except with regards to three aspects. That he is gone. He is تَحْتَ He is beneath the earth. But he carries on gaining the reward for these three things. First is Sadaqai Jariyah. That Isali Fawab, etc. A person who was established or contributed towards the establishment of a masjid, a madrasa, a well. All of these aspects, which is Sadaqai Jariyah. After he passes away, he will continue gaining the reward of that. The second, ilmun yuntafa'a bihi, that knowledge that he has been a means of, that person carries on benefiting from, that knowledge that people continue benefiting from. We may not have such great knowledge and be able to impart such knowledge, but if we are going to be part and parcel of these madaris, the makatib, the darul ulums, etc., when the knowledge of deen is being imparted, then we will be part of that knowledge, yuntafa'u biha. And the third one, very, very important, my dear respected elders and brothers, a pious child who makes dua for him after he has left this world, a pious child who has made, who he leaves behind and continues to make dua and isali sawab for that parent. Today, what is the condition? Ask ourselves, whose parents who have left this world was one of two parents who have left this world. How much of isali sawab do we say? How often do we recite even that three times kulhu Allah wa hajj with the niyat of isali sawab to convey to our parents? But do not lose hope. Every good action that a child does, every good action that a child does, automatically the parent gains the reward. Because he was a means of that child, firstly coming into this world, and because he was a means of that child gaining the knowledge of that deen. We find Alhamdulillah in our country, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us, Allah ta'ala grant jazai khair to our forefathers, those who have come, and every town and every city, together with building a masjid, with the establishment of a masjid, they established that afternoon madrasa maktab, and throughout our country we find that it was a norm, it is a part of the life of every Muslim child growing up, that after school he will go, carrying that juzdan, carrying that sipara with him, going there to that apa and that ustad to learn the knowledge of Allah's deen. We find many, many countries in the world, many countries where there were those who had migrated and emigrated to. If we look at Spain, we look at Brazil, Brazil, there are those who can, who have left the lands of Arab, Jaziratul Arab, and they can trace their lineage. They can trace their lineage right up to Siddiq Akbar radiallahu anh, right up to Umar radiallahu anh. They can trace their lineage to Sahaba. Yet we find no deen has remained in their lives. Ulama explained the reason is that when they had gone to these lands, together with the effort of deen, the knowledge of deen was abandoned. They do not maintain the system like our forefathers who had come to our country, had established makatib and madaris throughout every corner of our country. And the system that we have in our country is a world-renowned system. Allah Ta'ala grant jazai khair to those ulama who have sat and put together that system, the syllabi, the curriculum that is being applied in our country is such that it has been exported throughout the world. In New Zealand, our kitabs are being used. Kitabs, the tasheel, kitabs that have been established here in South Africa. If you go through UK, the United Kingdom, England, Britain, there are those 
Makakib and madrasas that are using the South African syllabus. You go through United States, there are those that are using the syllabus of South Africa. Throughout the world, let it not be that we have this on our doorstep. We have this at our disposal. Yet our children, we deprive them from acquiring the knowledge of deen. Wallahi, on the day of Qiyamah we would stand. When Allah mentions in that ayat, When that person will run away from that parent, and that parent will run far away from that child, that child that we never taught the deen of Allah, will stand in front of Allah saying that my parent has not fulfilled my rights. My parent has not fulfilled my right. What answer will we give on the day of Qiyamah? How much importance do we give to the school education? And we're not saying do not do that. I myself in, in teaching in a school. But it should never be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us. You give preference to the life of this world. You give preference to the life of this world. We have understood that if this child fails a grade in school, then his income is going to be affected later on in life. Wallahi, his income, his sustenance and risk is already destined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us at least, if we cannot give more importance to the knowledge of Allah's deen, let us at least bring it on to an equilibrium, where we give an equal amount. What is the condition to the Today when it comes, what excuses that our children stay at home from the madrasa? So on the one hand, we have the responsibility, we enroll our children in the madrasa. The second responsibility is make sure that our children go to the madrasa. See, it is not some, you know, our stars used to say, Nani ki ghar, jab ji chai aaye, jab ji chai chai. That when in the granny's house, when we want to go, we go, when we want to come, we come in and out in that, you know, informal manner. Yet when it comes to the schooling system, from weeks ahead, months, years already, that people are looking that for the next year my child must be enrolled. What excuses we keep our children? That dentist appointment, definitely the child needs to go to the dentist, whatever difficulty it is. But it cannot be done during the school hours to make the appointment during the madrasa time. That, you know, doctor's appointment, the child cannot go during schooling time, it must go during the madrasa time. And every excuse that we can come across. Wallahi, here we heard that one student mentioning the maid was alone at home. I had to sit with the maid at home. Is that the value of Quranic Kareem? Is that the value that we have for Allah's deen? Every excuse, madrasa becomes mahroom. And then the third responsibility, our child is enrolled in the madrasa. Our child is going daily. But also, I mentioned this many times, that as Ustad and Appa doesn't have a magic wand that he's going to, you know, turn around your child's head and then suddenly he knows everything. That sabbat that is given, that lesson that is taught, our children, we come home from work. Did you do your homework? What homework you got? What assessment you got? We ask all of this. Do we ask our child, did you learn your sabbat? What surah are you doing? What du'as are you learning? When it comes to the knowledge of Allah's being. So we have that responsibility. Enroll our children in the maktab. See to it that our children are there, present in the maktab. And being there is not all, but learning what is being taught. This system that we have, we will see that these children will become such that it will be those that will make dua for us after we have left this world. And lastly, the Nabi of Allah, 
who can have more knowledge than the Nabi of Allah in this entire ummah who could have more knowledge than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam yet the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah ta'ala addresses him directly sallallahu alayhi wasallam wa zidni ilma that say Nabi sallallahu alayhi himself is being taught make dua oh my Allah increase me in knowledge for us to understand also we are never too old to learn we are never too old to learn. When it comes to that cell phone, before 24th, 20th month already, we are wanting an early upgrade. That four years, that car is too old, we need a new model. Are we still reading? No, at-tayyat. It is absolutely wrong. It is incorrect. Have we increased our knowledge? Have we corrected our pronunciation, etc.? So, Hazrat Shaykh Zakir Rahmatullah the author of Fazali Amal and many, many kitabs. His visit, he sat for Ertikaf in Stenger in 1982. That was his last Ertikaf. Yet throughout his life, when he would travel, and in that visa form, you have to put, put in your occupation. He was the Sheikh al-Hadith of Mazahir al-Ulum. Students could not qualify without his permission. Yet, when he would fill in that occupation, he would travel throughout the world his entire life he would put there that he is a student. His entire life he remained as a student, learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We find masajid, after the maghrib salah, the hadith that is being read, we can't sit for five minutes and listen to the words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa We need to rush off. This is a means of us also acquiring the knowledge of deen. The ta'aleem that takes place in the masajid, that is taking place, few brothers sit and listen to the words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa we rush off to walk past this, yet we can stand afterwards outside the masjid 10 minutes, 15 minutes to catch up on the latest of who got hit and who this happened and who got run down and who was attacked. All of this karguzari we can take. But that ourselves acquiring, the sitting for the Jummah lecture itself, one is we will listen. Whether we like it or not, the bayan will carry on every week. It will take place. But if our niyat is that we want to increase our knowledge, then it will, we will gain this reward also, that we will also be the students of deen. At this moment, that when we are coming, we will be gaining that reward, that the malaika will spread their wings beneath us. Our du'as will also be accepted. So let us use every opportunity as adults also, that we acquire the knowledge of Allah's deen. <laughs>